0: Hey guys, welcome to the All Jacked Up podcast. I am your host, Dana Jenkins, and I am all jacked up in all kinds of good ways. Everything we talk about on this podcast is going to come from a place of us being all jacked up about Jesus. But more importantly, everyone on this podcast, whether it's me, your host, or someone we're interviewing, we're all jacked up and need Jesus. So if you're all jacked up, you're in the right place. What's up podcast people? You know, the crazy thing is every time, every time I start this podcast or every time I start a new episode, I have like a really great song in mind that I wanna intro and sing because I'm thinking, man, I think I could kill that song. Like when I sing it, like I think I could just like just shred it. Let's go. And are you guys anything like this? If you have a song in your head or in your mind, you think, oh, man, I want to sing this all day or, oh, I love this song. I want this to stay in my head all day. The moment, the very moment I hear the beat or just the intro of another song, I completely, that first song, it has left my brain. All I can think of is what is currently playing. So I actually, I've thought about mixing it up instead of like podcast people, the whole thing, like. I, there's, there's plenty of time. like, I am old school Michael Jackson fan, let's go, don't stop till you get enough, but I think about those songs, and I lose the beat when I'm listening to the intro to this, like, it, it's a problem, I don't know, maybe you guys can't identify with that, but it makes sense in my head, so, uh, hey, I hope you guys are doing well, man, I hope you guys are having a great week, Um uh, hope you guys are just basking in the blessings of God's love. Uh, it's a good place to be, right? So yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. I am, I'm doing pretty good. I am off to a yeah first of the year couple, you know, the first couple weeks back at it. It is full throttle, just wide open. Let's go. So everything has just been uh, a little bit crazy, but good. Really crazy, really good. I am super excited about a new hobby or I don't know if you call it a hobby or an adventure but I am going to try my hand at like becoming one of those well uh, let's take that back. Let, let's let's start at the beginning. Um, I recently bought a used road bike. Yeah, like I have a spin bike, like it's just a, 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 it's not a Peloton, like I, you know, I'm not that fancy, I actually got my spin bike, it was brand new, but I got it play it against sports, um, I was actually, when I went to play it against sports, I was thinking, I really want a spin bike, but I didn't want to sit on a seat that somebody else's sweaty butt has sat on, so I didn't go to play it against sports for a long time, because I thought that, uh, like that's disgusting I can't I can't do it but I went to play it against sports and I didn't know this but they have like brand new equipment so they had a brand new spin bike literally in the box and I think I paid them like 20 or 30 dollars extra to put it together for me (laughs) yes please so I have just just ordinary run-of-the-mill spin bike in my house I love it. I love getting the workouts in. You know, you can sprint, uh you can stand up, and you get some like just different kind of workouts in. Um strength workouts, speed workouts. But anyway, so I have a spin bike in my house and you know, I love it. So I thought, man, I love being outside once the weather gets nice. I want to do this whole spin bike thing, but I want to be outside and do it. And so been looking at some used road bikes. I don't know if y'all seen road bikes, but they are expensive. I mean, they, they're a pretty dollar. I'm yeah. So I was like, well, I'll just try my hand. I'll, you know, just, just get a used road bike and try my hand at that. Um, so I am really, really excited. Um, Yeah, so now I can get those workouts in, but I can do it outside when the weather's nice, and yeah. So for those of you guys that are thinking, like, what in the world is she talking about? Like, a bike is a bike, right? Um, Not really. So a road bike is, uh, think of, like, uh, Lance Armstrong, right? (laughs) So um, not that I... (laughs) I like, yeah, that is, I would love to kind of have that picture uh, of what I would look like on a road bike, but no, um, I'm going to be a little bit fluffier, uh, be going a little bit slower, but yeah, think of like the, the bike that Lance Armstrong, okay, think about that. I have a a mountain bike i have had my mountain bike for a while um it's awesome i love my mountain bike and i don't do trails anymore but uh taking your mountain bike and, and being on t- some type of paved roadway it's it's great it's awesome but mountain bikes they're definitely not built for speed so uh road bikes generally are a little bit they're going to, you're going to go a little bit faster uh, and smoother and y'all know, y'all know I love a little bit of Ricky Bobby. I got a little bit of that in me. I want to go fast. So yeah, I, I know I'm talking a mile a minute. I'm just, excited. <laughs> I'm fired up. I'm just excited. So road bike, here we come. Now, as excited as I am about trying out this new bike and getting a feel for it, I am a little bit nervous about those, uh, the, the skinny little tires like, uh, these tires are T90. I mean, just, just little bitty. So I'm hoping that it can hold my big booty up. Big booty, Judy. So I'm hoping that they can hold, you know, um, big DJ Jazzy uh, up and, and doing my thing. I am even more nervous about the attire. What? Why is it that everybody has a road bike? You've got to be completely decked out in full body spandex in order to. I don't know. Does that just like go hand in hand? Do you have to do that? Can you not ride like, right? Can you not ride a a road bike or a a speed bike in regular clothes? Like, is there something that I'm not getting? Anyway, I'm not feeling it. So, your girl is going to be wearing a t shirt and my Nike shorts flying down the road. Woo! Yeah, I don't know. Maybe at one point, maybe I'll go to the spandex. I'm not feeling it right now. Though. I'm just saying like if you wear that full body spandex like the whole thing and, and you do the the bike in, man, props, dude. More power to you or do that. Like good. I, I'm I'm not there yet, right? Like I'm I'm still in beginner mode. So, um yeah, that was a lot. Sorry. Just just had to share that with you. Um I think if I'm flying down and and, and dude Let's just talk about. Man, I've got so much to tell you guys. The the used bike that I got, it's a Trek, and I got it for a steal. Um, I am super, super, super pumped. But the bike is going to look the part. I don't know that I am going to look the part, but the bike, dude, it looks legit. I like just looking at it. I'm like, man, we're gonna go fast together. Like we're, we're gonna go fast. Uh, so yeah, I'm really super, super pumped. And because I'm not going to be in full body spandex, I'm probably going to get a little bit of a side eye stare from maybe the, the road bike community that I mean, like y'all, some of these people, I mean, I, again, I don't know. I don't know if it's just, and maybe after like the first couple rides, I'm like, nope. if it's t-shirt and shorts, you just cannot, you just can't, you can't ride in that. I don't know. Maybe I'll change my tune. At this point, I feel like a t-shirt and shorts, like, let's go. Like, you can do pretty much anything in that. So, um, man, enough of the the full body spandex. Uh, but it, it kind of, it's a great segue into what we're going to talk about today. And it, it's, uh, we're going to talk about something a little bit uncomfortable. No, no, uh, we're not full body spandex. No, no, no. Uh, let, let's take it, let's take it a little bit of a, a different way. Uh, we are going to hit... A little bit on pleasing people. Right. Yeah, I told you it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. Um, so this is something that God has really in the last couple of years uh, been dealing with me and just kind of re, remolding, reshaping how I see things, view things, feel things, just, just everything when it comes to people pleasing. And here recently, probably in the last, gosh, two and a half months, It has been one of those, um, man, just felt like I had a spiritual breakthrough where it was finally, finally understood just, man, what it means to have my identity completely rooted in Jesus. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. So that, that's kind of what we're, what we're digging into today, um, the verses that we're going to talk about are found in the book of Galatians. We're going to be in the first chapter in that, that little paragraph, like uh, verses six through 10. So um, again, just to kind of give you guys a heads up and give you some, some backstory to Galatians one, six through 10, we see Paul really kind of getting on to the Galatians. So, Paul has been in Galatia, and of course, you know, Paul is, is, I mean, missionary OG, right? So he is preaching the gospel, and apparently, as soon as Paul leaves Galatia, the Galatians started following a different gospel um, that they thought was better than the one that Paul shared. Now, Paul, knowing that, hey, there's, there's only one true God one true gospel. He basically tells them, look, you guys don't be fooled. There there's only there's only one gospel. And if someone comes preaching something different than that, hey, don't fall for it. And You know, because of how verse 10 wraps things up, I can only assume that the different gospel, so to speak, that they had started following was something that, that the people really liked. Maybe it made them feel good or better about themselves. Maybe this new gospel was about what they could get and not about what they were expected to give. I don't know. Who knows? But it does seem like they, they turned to a different gospel pretty quickly. Now, when we get to verse 10, Paul actually, he says, For am I now trying to persuade people or God? Or am I striving to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Man, if that doesn't punch you between the eyes, I don't know what does. So he was basically looking at these people that were like, man, you you guys so you so easily and so quickly forget, um, you know, all the stuff that we learned and we talked about, uh, and and he's basically saying, look, there's only one gospel. Like, don't turn away from that, and don't be fooled. Um, and I think you know when when we see the Galatians, you know, we kind of read this little paragraph here, and we see that they apparently very quickly started following something else. Again, I assume that it made him feel feel good and and maybe puffed him up a little bit. I don't know, um, but Paul is basically saying, "Look, I'm I'm not preaching because I, I care about um, you know how you make me feel. You know, like this is this is my calling. This is this is the role that I am supposed to play in the body of Christ. Like this is it." Paul knows where his identity is, and if the message he is called to share, if it offends some, well, that's okay. And honestly, if we're just talking about this, I mean, let's just put this out there, all right? Uh, the gospel, the gospel is good news. It, it's, it's, I take that back. It is great news. The gospel is life-changing, but the gospel is offensive. And if you guys are like, whoa, 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 what, where is she going? What? That's mm, I don't know. The gospel is offensive for people that, um, like, as 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 humans, we're selfish, we're flawed, because it's basically saying, hey, look, you can't be the center of your universe. That's offensive. To some people actually it's offensive to most most people are not gonna come out and say it because it just makes them sound very selfish and, and and egocentric but the gospel is offensive so let's not let's not placate anything the gospel is man it is it's not good news it is great news and it is life changing news but it, it also is offensive uh, because, again, it's it's basically telling you, hey, look, deny yourself. For him to increase, you must decrease. Pick up your cross daily. Um, and so that, yeah, that's, that's for some people, it's like, whoa, what do you mean? Like, I'm going to do me, boo. Like, hey, I'm going to look out for number one. No, the, the gospel is offensive because it says, hey, put others before you. And you're not the center of, of the world. So anyway, um. Man, I could go on and on about that for a long time because I lived there. Um, yeah, so his worth—going back to Paul, his worth is not wrapped up in what other people think of him or the encouragement they give him. And man, whoo! If only I had known how to live like this sooner. Holy cow! Like it. I recently turned forty-nine. I think I mentioned this on another, another episode. And it has taken me, oh, holy cow, well over 40 years to realize how powerful this is. And and this goes for everything. I mean, I can remember when I first came on staff with FCA and I thought, man, you know, doing ministry work and, and my heart was right and, you know, I wanted to be pleasing to God, but I can still remember... After leading a devotional or maybe giving a, a talk to a team or a group of people, I can remember going to my, my very close friends and I can remember going to those that I esteemed and, and really their opinion, it, it mattered. I can remember going to them and maybe you could call it fishing. Uh, I don't know, but I really wanted to know what they thought. And so I would, I would give a talk and then I would go to, to my, my friends and, and again, like the the people I thought highly of and, and say, Hey, what did you think? You know, what was I good? And, you know, did I, do you think I hit the points, you know, in a way that made sense? And how do you think it was received? And, you know, in the beginning, um, you know, most of the people I asked were like, "Oh my gosh, like, yeah, that was great. I-, I could have been terrible, but I know that they just wanted to encourage me." And and honestly, at the time, that's that's what I needed. I needed that encouragement, and I fed off of it. Uh, but there were other times where I would go and I would get done, you know, doing something that was like, "Man, I, yeah, I just I just killed that." And I'm doing ministry. I'm doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Like, I, man, I hope that was pleasing to God. But hey, I, while I hope it was pleasing to God, I'm going to take it to some people. And if I didn't knock their socks off, holy cow, like I was kind of, I was wrecked a little bit. And if they didn't give me the encouragement that I thought I needed or I wanted, um, and it, it kind of wrecked me a little bit. And so, uh, I was looking back on those times, I was thinking, man, that is is crazy, right? Um, I want to be completely pleasing to my Heavenly Father first. I want to be pleasing vertically before I'm pleasing horizontally, before I'm pleasing to the people around me. And although, yes, in my mind, like I was doing ministry work and I was doing everything to to honor God, I had people in in some of the wrong places in my life. Um and so yeah, like just kind of again, the past couple years and especially the past 2 or 3 months um really God has just been just really hammering down uh this this issue with me. But you know, I've I've honestly I've been a people pleaser most of my life. I, I love when others are happy with me, proud of me, um, uh, encourage me. And I want you guys to hear me. There is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with somebody going, man, you know, like, so I shouldn't be happy when somebody is, is proud of me. No, no, no. Um, I am saying though, like, make sure that it's, it's tiered in the right way. I think it becomes a problem when it is the, capital D when it is the thing that that fuels us defines us and here's the thing it has power to derail us um and this is what i was talking about a minute ago like i've been there you know thinking that man that was i just man i killed that i did that was all for god's glory and by the way what did you think of that you know asking another person hey what did you think and if they didn't think that it was as great as what i thought it would derail me a little bit and that is not a God honoring, God glorifying place to be. Um and honestly, like I, I feel like I lived there for way too long. Um I was actually dependent on what others thought really about what I was doing and how I was doing it. Um if if I heard the praise from those that, that I, I kinda held in a, a high manner, those that I esteemed, then I was great. Like I felt like Boom. Top of the world, baby. Let's go. Indestructible. But if I didn't get that encouragement, that praise, you know, that pat on the back, then I I, I kind of felt like I was failing a little bit. And that's where, you know, it comes into, um, you know, I was giving people the power to derail me when that's really... You know that's that's not fair for them and it and it wasn't fair you know for me and it doesn't glorify God in any way um you know at the time people were my source, and that is never supposed to be the case and and honestly, if you guys like if you find yourself there like there are good reasons why people are never supposed to be your uh big source right um and and really the why is you know, first of all, our only true source, the source that will never run dry, that's God and, and God alone. And he is the only one that, that can really sustain that kind of, of pressure for us to, to look at God and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to need, you know, everything that I, I, I need, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to, and I'm going to want to get it from you. Um, he, he can handle that pressure. Here's the crazy thing. We, we're flawed. Like people are flawed and fragile and we cannot handle that kind of pressure. Even when others project, you know, strength and power and they've got it all together and, you know, hey, we're all good. Putting that kind of pressure on someone is always, 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 always going to end badly. We are going to be left wanting more because at the end of the day, they may be able to fill us up once, maybe twice, maybe for a little bit, but they're never going to be able to fill us up in a way that sustains us. And that's the key. That's the trick. The only one that can sustain filling up your cup is God. That's it. And honestly, the the last several years of my life, I've learned how to get Everything I need from my Jehovah Shema, my creator, my companion. And here's the thing, just being real. Are there times when I want more? I mean, dude, yes, of course. I'm human, right? Like, yeah. Like, I'm always, I think as as, as humans, we're always going to go, okay, this is great and this is awesome um, and I'm content, but I want more, right? My needs... Are always met. Like God is always, I can't think of a time that, that God hasn't met my needs. My needs are always met, but my desires seem to have this, uh, this insatiable appetite. (laughs) Yet another reason why fasting is a discipline I need. Yeah. Now, I know I've said appetite and fasting, but hopefully we all know that I am talking about so much more than food, okay? Yes, food is a part of it. Man, I am a foodie, but hey, I know I was about to chase a squirrel right there. All right, back to it. Um, Let's get back to this people-pleasing thing. Um, Now, here's the thing. When you get this right, and it's going to take some work. It is going to take some time. It's going to take... Effort on your part to make sure that you are emotionally healthy. Is there something that you're dependent on? Is there someone that you're dependent on? And honestly, that whole getting emotionally healthy, oh my gosh, it's it's probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Uh, I, I, I can't think of a harder thing to do than to get completely healthy and dependent, dependent on God emotionally. Um, if you guys know anything about the Enneagram, I know we've talked about this a little bit, uh, but, and I've told you guys before, I am a four on the Enneagram. Now, if you know anything about the Enneagram, uh, fours are, we are deep feelers. Um, we, we, we feel things, we're very empathetic, but we feel things very, like on a very deep level. Um, and so, yeah, and we filter pretty much everything through our emotions, which hey, um just little life tip, that's a terrible way to live. Absolutely terrible to to filter everything through your emotions. Oh my gosh. What a freaking nightmare. Um but you know, let's let's get back to, you know, what we were talking about a minute ago, just getting healthy emotionally and making sure that we are not dependent, um, on anything but, uh, just what God can give us. Right. And so here's the thing after, again, for me, it took years. Like, I'm not talking like, Hey, this is, you're going to work for a couple of weeks. Um, or Hey, it, it might take you a couple of months. Like it has been the, probably the last two to three years have been, it has been beautiful and it's been hard, really, really hard, um, just to, you know, it's almost like when you're, when I'll say this, when you're dependent on something or someone, uh, there's a, a little bit of an addiction there. You know, there can be a little bit of an addiction there. And, you know, weaning yourself off of that or just having the band-aid just stripped away, that is, it is hard. I mean, this has taken me years to get this in, in a place where I, I'm finally going, okay, all right, like my identity is rooted in you. And again, just like the last episode, um, the two questions that I ask myself daily, I hear Jesus asking me, am I enough? Dana, am I enough for you? And Dana, do you trust me? And again, I know we talked about that last episode, but just reminding that, yes, Jesus, you are enough. Even when it doesn't feel like it, um, yeah, you're enough. Like you've never let me down. So yeah, it's 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 been a it, this process has been years in the making. So when I say it'll take some work, that is <laughs> putting it ridiculously nice um, and and making it sound easy and like oh my gosh, like this is going to be so great. It's going to be hard and brutal and. You're gonna find yourself on your knees and in tears and wondering if you're ever going to feel different because that's exactly where I was. But um, man, doing the work if you if you can and if you will do the work, I'm here to tell you there is a freedom unlike anything I have ever ever experienced, and I have been living surrendered. There, there's a difference in being a Christian and knowing who Jesus is and being surrendered to Jesus. I've been living a surrendered life since I was 36. And there was just a ton of freedom that came from just throwing my arms out and going, okay, God, like I'm tired of, of trying to do this on my own because I keep screwing it up. So I'm going to just completely surrender to you. There was a ridiculous amount of freedom that went with that. Now, Since I have, you know, gotten to a place of, of getting emotionally healthy and, and finding, you know, a way to, to remind myself, look, my dependence relies on God, not on people. My dependence is vertical. My dependence is not horizontal. Um, you know, that, that wasn't a process that I would have chosen. (laughs) Uh, if I could have gone on being dependent on all the things I was dependent on before, In my mind, it was a great life. It was awesome. It was, uh, I was very happy. Um, So that was not my choice uh, to, for, you know, to to say, hey, I'm going to work on my emotional um, dependency. I'm going to, I'm going to get to the place where I'm emotionally healthy. Um, Yeah, but it, I'm so glad it happened. Um, Wouldn't want to do it again. Wouldn't wish it on anybody, but so glad that I have had this opportunity to really put some work in um, to really lean in and, and really try and figure out, you know, okay, God, like, who is it? Who is it? Do you, you say that I am, you know, like I I've heard everybody and I've told people, you know, you're a daughter of a King and you're his, and you're a child and, and all of that is great. But until you can wrap yourself around that and truly buy into it, um, man, it it's, it's tough. It is tough. Now I will say this. I, I don't like or enjoy when people are upset with me, but I am in a place now where my self-worth is not completely tied to what they think. I, is it uh, a struggle-free zone? No, like I still struggle with it. Um, you know, I still have moments of, of you know, having that flesh wanting to be dependent on something I can see, something I can touch, um, maybe somebody, like I still have those, those moments, um, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you will do the work, get emotionally healthy, this is a game changer. So the other day I was journaling and just, you know, I just have been writing down just different stuff that God is teaching me and and showing me and doing um, in and through me. And this sentence popped in my head and I was like, oh my gosh, like, Holy Spirit, that is amazing. I'm going to write that down. So this is the sentence that came to mind. You can't be a good leader if your confidence rides on the approval of those you lead. And it just felt like God was going, hey, I want you to lead people and I want you to lead people well but I don't want you to ride that roller coaster of thinking that you're a great leader when they're happy with you. And they're they're going, man, you know, you're a great boss and you're a great leader and you're killing it. And I love being led by you. Um, and then if they're not saying it, I don't want your confidence to be in the toilet when they're not saying it. Or if somebody that you're leading is unhappy with you. And so, again, I told you, man, God is just like hammering down on me a little bit. So, um, I just thought it was a good word. Wanted to, to share it with you guys. It is not a word for me. Trust me. Like I, I can't come up with good stuff like that. Um, it's just the, the Holy Spirit working, working on my heart. So, uh, remember our job is to be pleasing to the Heavenly Father and to be just a hundred percent concerned about His approval. So the question, the questions, the question this week is, do what others think of you? Does it put you in the valley or the mountaintops? Like, can others put you in a valley with words? Can others put you on a mountaintop with their words? Um, Are you easily derailed when you don't get the encouragement or praise you need? Oh, man, I've been there. Um, If this is you, like, honestly, don't fret. Like, I I really feel like if I can get this right and I can take the time and work on it and, and, you know, come out the other end in a better place dude, anybody can get it right. Cause if there was anybody emotionally jacked up, yeah, girl, yeah, girl. I, yeah. I mean, again, we say this all the time. Like you're jacked up. like, don't, don't be, don't be looking down on me. Like, no, you, you jacked up too. Um, we're just, you know, we may be jacked up in different ways, but do the work. Um, and just remember that, that it's a process right? Like it's not something that's going to, it may take, you know, a, a, a week. It may take several weeks, may take several months, may take you, you know, I'm, I'm a slow learner. Uh, so it took me several years. Um, but remember, it's a process and it's okay. It's okay that it's a process. So uh, I guess the real question for this week, after we've talked about all this, are you spending enough time with God before anyone or anything else? And here's the reason I ask that before, because for me, I know that when I am empty, I am always going to look for the quickest and easiest way to get full. Like I'm going to look for anything quick that can fill me up. Give me encouragement. Give me praise. Tell me, tell me how good I am. Tell me how great that was. Um, Tell me, you know, that you loved my devotional. Like I'm going to look for an easy and quick way to get full. So make sure you're getting full with the one true thing that will satisfy you, right? The one true thing that, that will satisfy you and sustain you because it's, again, it's a game changer. So, um, in the meantime, I'm going to be working on, uh, getting a handle on, on my new road bike and my t-shirt and regular shorts, just, just regular, just regular old shorts. Yeah. Uh, if I ever get to the point where I go full spandex, um, I don't know. I don't even know. I might be too embarrassed to tell you guys. I don't know. Uh, but but maybe I will. That way you guys can have a little bit of a laugh. But yeah, so uh, I hope this helps somebody this week. And man, um, from one recovering people pleaser to another, you got this. You got this. The work is going to, It's 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 hard and it is intrusive, but it is so, so worth it. So, uh, man, I pray that you guys have an amazing week just full of so many blessings. And, of course, I pray that you guys will spend the rest of the week all jacked up.